0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDSE.
1: You know, it's come into the fourth quarter a couple times. Uh, you know, some of these young guys learning how to understand the difference between, you know, playing cautiously and playing aggressively and, and where you have to be on that.
2: I love I love Zimmer just throwing the young guys under the bus there. Wow, Dantzler's an idiot. Guy's like 20 years old. I don't even know what he was doing out there. <laughs> How about Gladney just getting torched? Did you guys <laughs> see that? If I'm Zimmer, that's what I'm doing. Did she glad to get torched on that fourth down? What a terrible pick. Oh, Where's
3: Rick? Mike's great, though, because then he's like, but I didn't coach him to screw up. They screwed <laughs> up fault. on their own. Yeah, it's not, not my, my fault. fault.
2: I, don't what, I don't know what those guys are doing. Not my fault. So, all right, we're going to actually start the show today. We have we have received a lot of feedback. I would say most of the people that we talk to, Vikings fans, are kind of sick of Kirk Cousins, but there is a segment of fans that are sick of us being sick of Kirk Cousins. And so we're going to respond to those people and give. And we're going to pull some comments from our YouTube page, and we're going to have we're going to have a Kirk Cousins session to start the show today. But a quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is pumping out relevant content on their Twitter account at Federated INS. If you want to give it a follow, fresh, relevant risk management content for business owners on a variety of topics. Federated's been helping business owners since 1904 in Owatonna, Minnesota. So not only are they one of us, but they just have over a century of experience in giving business owners peace of mind. Whether it's a pandemic year or an up year, they measure their success by the success of their clients, and they stand by their clients. Find out more information at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours.
1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Shot on Score North and
0: scorenorth.com.
4: We kind of ingrained these guys, go get the first down. And what happened was they kind of covered up the guards and tackles. And uh, I think the linebacker
1: came and CJ met him in the hole. The defensive end kind of backed into him. You know, and obviously if he had bounced outside, I'm sure he would have got it. You know, there was, there was a lot of space out there. Kyle did a nice job
4: blocking his guy. True. That's kind of the way it goes. Done,
2: Kyle. So Mike Zimmer doing the autopsy, dissecting a close shave loss at Seattle. Vikings have not beat Seattle in Mike Zimmer's career here. 2009 was the last time Mm -hmm. they beat Seattle.
1: They're the only team he hasn't beaten since arriving.
3: Really?
2: Only
1: NFC team, excuse
3: me, that he has not beaten since arriving.
2: Blair Walsh, thank you very much. Thanks, Blair. Real quick, total derailment. Do you guys ever get these, like, when you guys get calls, do you ever get the caller ID pop up as telemarketer or spam risk? No, I don't get that. That's one of the greatest inventions of film. Don gets those. I don't get those. It's amazing. Yeah. And it just tells you flat out telemarketer or spam I've risk. I've been very fortunate. I
3: don't get that. A lot of people don't try and contact me. Like I don't know if, if my mm. cell phone's not floating around, if people just don't mm. like me, which is awesome if they don't, but I don't get a lot of I don't get a lot of spam risk. I don't get a lot of, you know, calls that Scream friendship, future
2: friendship. We
4: don't have to get into it right now, but I had a pretty bad cell phone experience a couple weekends ago. We um, can save it for another talker
2: of the day, but it was a very embarrassing moment for Declan. Well, let's definitely do that later in the show. Yes, it has All to right. happen. We're We're just happen. mark it down. <laughs> I it. was going to say, I hope it's not a provider.
3: Oh, okay, good. I hope it's not a provider that could be <laughs> spot. You know, Every dumbest, once in a while. Dumbest, dumbest things I've ever done. Dex gets some drinks on on a Saturday or Sunday and rips potential sponsors and rips potential sponsors. And I always want to be like, Dex, I, I, you know, I know you hate the pizza there and that's fine, but, and they probably won't sponsor us, but beggars can't be choosing. Just though. in case if they come around, we all know who out pizzas, who we all know. It. I mean, but it was just on Sunday. I think it was this earth. Saturday it was this arbitrary rip yeah. of a and,
2: major pizza joint. And I will have, you know, that whether the actual pizza is good or not, or you fold it in half or not, if you dip it in that garlic sauce, it's all good. It's all good.
3: You can't go wrong with garlic sauce. You're so right about that.
2: Anyhow, uh, (laughs) the the conversation we want to jump into here is a Kirk Cousins conversation because I think there's a little bit of, I don't know, uh, I'll call it dissonance. It feels like with some of the Vikings fans, and some of the listeners of this show, Mackie and Judd, and particularly Purple Daily as well, youtube.com slash purple daily podcast and Apple, Spotify, Scornet.com, A certain segment of the fan base, and I think it's like, it's probably like 20 to 25%, just based on some of the feedback that I'm seeing on social and the YouTube comment sections, thinks that we are too hard as a show on Kirk Cousins, that we will blame Kirk for anything and everything. If if Kirk Cousins doesn't throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns, that like if he did one thing wrong in a game, that we will find it, that we will find it, and we will we oh, will. Hunt, oh, oh don't oh, get oh, so ready. excited about taking. We will hunt him down and we will criticize. him. I have a special set the quarterback skills. Yeah. <laughs> I will find you and I will criticize you. So <laughs> I thought it would be a fun exercise here to legitimately pull some of the critiques of our critiques. From the YouTube comment section and from Twitter, and then we just let let's throw them out there, and then let's respond to these. All right let's have let's have a Kirk Cousins session here to start the Mackie and Judd show. Okay, you guys ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Kirk, are you ready?
4: Hey, you held him to twenty points, man. Yes, you sir. gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? Yes!
2: All right. Let's start. Let's start with this one. Okay, this is this is from Twitter. This is Ian, and again, I don't. I'm not doing this to be like condescending. I mean, these are le- like le- legitimately these are comments that I think represent opinions in the fan base. And, and and when we are tech, we mostly agree on the Kirk Cousins thing that he's just not good enough. And he just like frustrates you and he gets paid too much. So let's make room for some dissenting opinions here. This is from Ian on Twitter. Yeah. Let's just forget that our defense couldn't stop Russ on a fourth and 10 or the fact that one offensive lineman had three holds and four penalties and we still choose to run behind him. But you're right. Kirk Cousins isn't good enough. Judd. All right, this
3: entire conversation starts for one reason. When you sign the contract that Kirk did, you take the heat. His cap number for 2020 is $21 million, Okay, okay? It's actually a lot lower than it would have been. the The expectation when you sign that contract and, and in a cap league eat up that much of the salary on your team is that you're going to be damn good all the time. And the problem is, with Kirk, you can always find, ordinarily I should say, always is probably a little too strong, but in most Vikings losses, you can find that span, that glorious little span, and it it occurred early in quarter three on Sunday, where Kirk does just enough that it costs your team. Drew Samia? Yeah, he was terrible, but guess what? He's not paid. 21 mil against your cap. So... That's the problem here. Look, flat out, if Kirk Cousins was on a rookie contract, I think our critique of Kirk Cousins would be far different. But the expectations are very fair. And and in fact, Kirk himself, if fans went to Kirk and said, Kirk, what do you think? Kirk should be the first one to say it's incredibly fair. I'm making that much. So yeah. I, I just, I can't, the context of the conversation And the issue about his contract is the key thing here. Uh, If he is is in year three of a five-year draft pick rookie contract, the conversation might be harsh, but it's
2: very different. Uh, There's two elements in this criticism from Ian here. One is that the Vikings couldn't stop Russ on a fourth and ten. The Vikings' defense is terrible. They couldn't stop Russell Wilson on fourth and ten. Have you watched Russell Wilson play for eight years? This is what he does. It's actually, I think it's actually unrealistic to look at the Vikings defense up against one of the great clutch time quarterbacks in the history of the NFL and demand a stop like you are playing with when you take a two touchdown lead early in that game and this is where I'm frustrated with Kirk we all we always boil it down to like well, what's he supposed to do he got the ball back with 15 seconds left like it's not enough time well what about the third quarter when he threw an idiot interception and like can't sense pressure from behind and gets the ball knocked out like that happens to him more than any other quarterback in the NFL statistically basically since he came in as a starter 6 years ago right so my criticism is like i get it the defense should should probably stop a fourth and 10 it's also if if you took every quarterback in the history of the NFL and said it's fourth and 10 which quarterback in history in his prime do you want oh this might be the guy russell wilson he can get the fourth and 10 with his legs he can run outside the pocket like it's 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 a criticism that they didn't stop him, but it's not like an oh my god. I mean, if it was, if it was, you know, Sam Darnold or something, all right, I'm I'm going to criticize. On the offensive lineman front, yeah, okay, maybe call a run to the left side or something. But like, I'm actually, I would actually criticize Alex Madison for not finding the hole more than I would criticize the line on that. But why wouldn't you, as a fan, why wouldn't you criticize the guy who is paid as much as Kirk is? Like, I don't understand why you would defend because our expectations are too low for quarterbacks right now. We have been beaten down for so long with a revolving door of quarterbacks that our bar for what we set as good, acceptable quarterback play does not match the bar of winning a Super Bowl. Do we not it just doesn't do It's we desperation.
3: Not watch games from around the league? Do we not see that there are towns in which in which QB play is elite and high and really good? Like, don't. The price of poker in this league is to start at the quarterback position with the guy who is great. And if you can't have a guy who's great, then you either try and cultivate one, but you certainly find a favorable contract. And the issue with the defense, too, is really simple. I can guarantee you that 4th and 10 is broken up. The DK Metcalf catch. I can end the game right now, okay? I can end the game. I've just signed a high priced cornerback who goes up, high points the ball himself and picks it off. How did I do it, Judd? How did you do that? <laughs> you, it's incredible. What did wh- you do? Wh- Where would you find the money? Where did you Oh, I didn't pay my quarterback as much. Oh. So tough. I don't I don't even think that this is that difficult. Um I don't know if you have a and I don't have kids, okay? But if you have a kid who you yeah, deemed to who you deem to be well but I'm going to to go to to a place that's going to exclude you Declan I'm sorry okay if you have a kid who you deem to be like incredibly intelligent right like really smart like you've got a kid and you are like this child is special um this child is going to Harvard Yale something like that and the kid's like I got into it JC are you like well it's really not your fault you're your buddy Drew, he dragged you into drugs, and then your 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 cornerback friend. I mean, he didn't really support you. You know what, Teddy? It's okay, or Larry, or Danny. It's okay that you've become a complete bleep up because it's your <laughs> friend's fault. Do we blame the friends? I mean, that's what so, we're doing so some, some here. We're, do. Kirk, it's not yeah. your fault. It's your friend Drew's fault.
2: Here's the next one. This is from this is from Purple Daily and. In- uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we have two YouTube channels, youtube.com slash purple daily podcast and youtube.com slash score North MN from G Gurnis, If we know that Kirk is bad under pressure, we've accepted that Then why not establish at least a rock solid offensive line. And guess what? There are teams that have won super bowls with an at most average quarterback looking at you Eagles and Nick Foles. And they were able to do this by having great support up front in the offensive line. I agree with everything in this statement. So just for one, Bravo, like G. Gurnis, you have hit the nail on the head, especially if you have a non-mobile quarterback that absolutely needs that protection to do his job, right? Now, you could keep going down this path and saying, well, if you don't have a mobile quarterback in today's NFL, then why are you paying him among the elite quarterbacks? If, if I think there should be a prerequisite. If you aren't, like, the best dart-throwing Joe Montana pocket passer in NFL history, then you shouldn't be making the same amount of money as mobile quarterbacks who can escape pressure, right? But here we are. So my retort to this would be, yes, it's hard to find a mobile franchise quarterback. I think the Vikings should start to try. Starting into the, I think they should start to try in 2021. It might be even harder to find five top-notch, amazing offensive linemen. How many teams in the NFL at any given time just have a no-weak link brick wall up front, and they're protecting a pocket passer? And that pocket passer is having the season of his life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the Drew Samia thing, he's definitely the worst offensive lineman in the NFL. That's a huge, huge weak link. Mm -hmm. But almost every offensive line in the NFL has a weak link of some kind. And because the NFL is moving toward mobile quarterbacks, those quarterbacks can just eject from the pocket. Josh Allen ejects from the pocket. Russell Wilson ejects from the pocket, keeps a play alive and throws the ball downfield. And so I agree. If Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, you need five rock solid offensive linemen and you should be doing everything in your power to make that happen through the draft and free agency. It's also really, really hard to do that and to do it without spending free agency money on all five guys.
3: That's, but the second one that you read there is not, is not questioning us. It's the spot on point. I will go back to kids again. Okay. In fact, let's just say my kid's name is Kirk and Kirk is. You would. Mild, mild intelligence. So he's an okay kid. He's a good kid. He's not real smart. He's not not going Ivy League, but he's also going to go to college. And he's going to high school. It's the day before high school starts, okay? And he's like, Dad, what do you think about friends? I mean, what should I do here? Am I going to say, you know, Kirk, you're a pretty smart kid. Here's the deal. Find the biggest losers and dirtbags that you can and hang with them. Because that's the offensive line. Like, the Vikings have this kid who is, I don't think he's terrible. I think he's okay. He's okay. He's not bad. Um, And instead of being like, but your support system, Kirk, has to be really good, which it does. They said, we're paying you so much that we're going to treat you like you are an elite level, really good QB, even though we know that it's going to expose your deficiencies. So that point is a great point about what the Vikings have done. And you know what? A lot of this, if if we just, let's just dig down here, okay? Because a lot of what we're talking about here, I think is a justified frustration with Cousins. But I think what it really is, I think what we're all, and, you know, this is Phil, Declan, Judd, the fan base. I think where we're all going right now is a therapy couch that gets at our deepest darkest fears and frustrations with the Vikings. The Vikings do a lot of things right. They do enough things wrong that if you really dig, you find them, and years later, you're on a couch, years later, talking about the day when you were six years old,
2: and now you're 50, you're my age, and you realize this screwed you up. Somebody on Twitter tweeted us yesterday, and blames their parents for giving them a Vikings jersey for their sixth birthday no, or something. No pajamas. Pajamas. He, pajamas. Said,
3: he said Vikings pajamas, <laughs> which I had as well.
2: I had my Vikings pajamas as well. I had an Anthony Carter Hutch mock uniform and helmet when oh, I was a kid. Nice. Hutch, the brand Hutch. Oh, yep. yeah. very cool.
3: Yep. AC, man. He was good. But anyway, that point's a great point, and I do agree um. When when the when the obituary on Cousins' career in Minnesota is written, I do agree that it's going to include a few paragraphs which we probably don't acknowledge enough now about a man who, in some ways, was set up to fail by the expectations put on him by the team itself.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, and I, I think you have to sort of know going in, you know, to this comment. This is who he is. What's the best way that we can maximize his strengths and getting him skill position players like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Stefan Diggs? That's part of it, but the other part of it is th- they decided, I think, mistakenly, okay, we've got the skill position players, so we've got limited resources in free agency money and in draft capital to now spend on the rest of the roster. What will help Kirk Cousins the most? Spending those top dollars and. First, second round picks, you know, for three years on offensive line or on defensive players. Yes. Anthony Barr, Everson Griffin a couple years ago when yes. they didn't bring him back, and they decided defensive players. And that's that's where they are philosophically. All right, here's another one, okay? From Purple Daily YouTube. This is Jason. Oh, I'm gonna have to censor this. I'll tell you what I'm sick and tired of hearing. <laughs> D heads like you who say cousins isn't good enough. He's accurate as bleep. He throws a nice deep ball, and he's a top-caliber quarterback. He could only get some dadgum pass protection. He could have the highest quarterback rating in the league or close to it. So what if he's not mobile? Neither is Brady. Neither are a lot of others. Actually, you're making our point for yeah, us by saying Brady. This is hilarious. He's <laughs> easily in the top five, so don't blame Cousins. Blame the offensive line, which is terrible. You bald-headed numbskull mf'er. I think he's talking about me there.
3: Yeah, I have great hair, and Judge still has hair, and... It's
2: you. So I guess I'm a mountain man these days. Yeah. My retort to this is it's actually very easy because if you're putting Kirk Cousins in the same sentence as Tom Brady, yeah, then couldn't. like you aren't watching football every week. I'm like your your argument is automatically negated because you're either saying so if you're saying Kirk Cousins equals Tom Brady, what you're then saying is if if Kirk Cousins just had the offensive line and Bill Belichick that Tom Brady has, that he would have six Super Bowl championships right now in his well Or would be on the way, too, because he hasn't played as long. Yes, sir. To six Super Bowl championships. Um, There have been years where Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl with a tight end playing right tackle for like a month. Yeah. Like, he has had broken offensive lines. And Peyton had the same thing. Watch Tom Brady at age 43 in some of these games with subtle movements in the pocket, avoiding pressure, better than Kirk Cousins does. Mm Mm-hmm. It's 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 really frustrating when people just think, "Boy, if Kirk Cousins had these perfect circumstances around him." Guess what? In the NFL, when you make that much money to the cap, you don't get the luxury of having perfect circumstances around you. And that's part of this discussion. But the line should be but the the
3: Vikings' assumption about their line and Kirk Cousins was terrible. Like it didn't need to be perfect, but they needed to say
2: the second he he said, "Look, but you can't say that if here's the thing, if they had nailed their offensive line, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins still has flaws. He still sure. melts down in big situations. He's still not mobile. Yeah. You're never going to have well, a brick wall for three hours in front of you. you That's know not how the do? NFL works. You know what we need to do? There, there are
3: some stupid words in football that are thrown around now as catch-alls for everything, and it drives me crazy. Immobile quarterback is the stupidest term of all time. Immobile or mobile? Mobile and immobile. Immobile, and here's why it's stupid. To describe Manning and Brady, they don't run fast, okay. But to put them in the same um, place in the pocket as we do, Kirk, as far as contextualizing the conversation is beyond stupid. Because what do they do? They feel pressure. So, like we we assume we we think, well, if you can run, you're fine, and if you can't, you're not fine. I saw it again. He's 43. And he did not have a great game. Yeah. But on Thursday night, th- there was a play early in the Bucks bears game where Brady, and Chicago's defense is really good. Brady is under pressure. And it was so subtle that, that you actually had have to um, appreciate how bad Cousins is at this to see it. Brady shifted. He literally shuffled and shifted and threw. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets sacked there. So I think we, we get so set with, well, if he can, if he's young and he can use his feet and run, he's going to be, fun. that's not the conversation
2: here. The conversation is, how does the quarterback move around literally in the pocket? Also, the, and again, like we aren't, we aren't denying the fact that the Vikings offensive line has a lot of room to grow, to say it mildly. Okay. The Vikings do not have a great offensive line. But if Jason's point here is cuz he's flat out saying Kirk Cousins is easily a top 5 quarterback. Yeah, I do. And I think he's on the extreme end of the Kirk defensive uh the, the Kirk uh defense here. Agreed. Let's say that your argument is that he's top 10, okay? Cuz I think like most Kirk defenders wouldn't even say that he's top 5. They would say he's top 10, he just needs an offensive line, all <laughs> right? So your argument is that if he has this and that and this thing over here, then he's a top 5 quarterback. Mhm. Uh-huh. But I want to present to you a golf argument here, a parallel, okay? If I give you two golfers, all right? I give you – let's say I give you um, – who's the best golfer in the world? I think Bryson DeChambeau is probably the best golfer in the world right now. But let, let me take you back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Judd, to a language you can speak here from a golf standpoint. I'm going to give you Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you uh, Retief Goosen, who had a couple nice uh, yeah, things. Yeah, I love okay? the, yeah. Right, the Goose. I love the Goose, goose yeah. Goose, okay? Yep. Well, Retief Goosen's one, He's he's just as good as Tiger. If it's not windy – if it's not raining, yeah. and uh, if uh, you know if he's playing a course that he likes, where he doesn't have to worry about you know blocking a shot to the right in the woods because he doesn't like trees on the right. If, if if it's a course without trees on the right and without wind and and without rain, and if, and if he's and if he's playing with the right playing partner to keep him calm, right, th- then he's as good as Tiger Woods. Yeah. Well, who's the better golfer, the guy that doesn't need the perfect conditions and can still win a tournament? Yeah. Kirk Cousins needs more perfect conditions to play at his peak then Russell Wilson, then I would say Josh Allen, then Aaron Rodgers, then Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so all of that stuff factors in. Correct. If he had a better offensive line, he would but, be a better quarterback. But once you That's say top, not how it
3: works. But once you say top five, <laughs> we're done. Right. Like he's just, its that—that that is, that is grasping at straws uh, to
2: a point where I can't have that conversation with you. All right, here's one more. This is from Twitter. This is Corey from Twitter. You guys are clearly the more sports centric of the two stations uh, in the Twin Cities. And to roll the old. I think CCL is great. That's not fair. Yeah, they do a lot of sports. That, that's CCO. not fair. It's crazy. Fair. Real radio.
3: Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
2: So uh, we're the more sports centric of the two stations. And to roll out the blame the quarterback take after watching the defense give up two fourth down conversions with the game on the line and 90 yards in a minute and a half is just plain lazy. Um, you can call us a lot of things. Lazy is not one of them. You can say we're idiots. You can say we're wrong. I think lazy is not one of them. But your retort to that. Um, I would
3: say that, that, unfortunately in life, sometimes the obvious answer is the correct one.
2: And, that, that we're and lazy? We,
3: and we talked about, no, that it's, it comes back to, look, you can't pay a guy that much. And then just continually be like, but it's not his fault. And the defense did meltdown. But they're younger. It wasn't surprising. Who on Sunday night should you have expected to pull his weight beyond belief if you were going to upset the Seahawks? It starts with your quarterback. He's a veteran. He's not young. He's not young. Your corners are young. Look listen in five years if Wilson completes or in four years if Wilson completes that same fourth and ten pass, I'll rip the cornerback for
2: it. Uh, and, 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 we'll keep, we'll keep having this discussion, obviously, throughout the year. No! Let's get our, let's get our friend here, Jay Williams from Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. You can also find him on Get Up. I'm all worked up. But the, uh, the radio show Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin available here in the Twin Cities on Score North Radio, AM 1500, 5 to 9 AM. And we're just, we're just opening up. We're reading some feedback from people that think we are too hard on Kirk Cousins, uh, Jay. And we'll talk NBA with you two here. I want to read you this one comment from Jason from Purple Daily YouTube. Uh, He says, Kirk Cousins is easily a top-five quarterback. He just needs a better offensive line. So don't blame him, you bald-headed, numbskull mother bleeper. Wow. Wow. I mean, you're wow. ba- you're bald too, so I guess he's he not could, talking he, to you, Jay. He could have been talking about Jay instead whoa, whoa, of me. Whoa, hold on! I choose to be bald. Hold on. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> the same thing Matthew <laughs> says. Here we go. I, I Here we go. go. <laughs> Two guys who choose to be bald. <laughs> I, no, I love this. This is great. I feel like people think <laughs> I that choose we're to surprised. keep my hair, Jay. It's it's easier. <laughs> you don't have to buy shampoo. It's a pain in the ass to have to buy shampoo every like whatever six months. And uh, I think it's just a uh, it's just a good look, Jay. I'm not going to lie. Look, I, I, I got to be honest,
1: we can get into the football question. Guys. No, we can I, stay on I, this. this.
2: <laughs> but I, 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 I have.
1: <laughs> um. John, do you notice? That? I, I, have, I have enough maintenance issues with my life, okay? Like, I just got done with the NBA season. I took today off of work. I'm like, you know what? Like, I've been working. Early mornings, late nights, burning both ends of the candle. I look forward to just to being home with my wife, my family. And I wake up, my wife's like, oh, I, by the way, I've wrote a list of uh, things for you to do around the house today since you, today's your day off. That's, what, like,
2: that's why you so called you, us.
1: <laughs> and, and this is why I have a bald head. I don't want any more maintenance issues in my life, guys. I have enough on my plate. Amen. I can't, I can't use hair gel. I mean, I'm like, I can't use hair gel anyway. But you guys know what I mean. <laughs>
2: Amen. I'm I'm with Jay. I I shaved my head for the first time in May of 2007. I was 21 years old, and it was a dare. By the way, it was a dare. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, I haven't looked back. 13 years haven't haven't spent a dime on a haircut, and also haven't bought shampoo. Well, I I mean, I buy shampoo sometimes, but it's great. Anyhow, good stuff, you guys. Hey Jay.
3: Hey Jay. Is there nothing worse than than the the maintenance day off that a person takes, and then you get the list? I hate the list.
1: Judd, I gotta tell you, I'm looking at your pictures online right now. You got a good set of hair. Man. That is, I'm fifty. That is impressive.
2: I'm 52, man. I'm very happy. Wow. Yeah, what?
1: yeah. I, I'm sort I, of fat, okay. but
2: actually, I yeah. think, let me let me find uh, the right Google search here. Judd mustache. <laughs> Oh, you don't want to see? No, don't make him see the mustache. Judd no. Zolgad. Oh, I, no, should don't I do up, that. I look up Judd mustache? Uh, look up mustache. Judd Zolgads, U L G I'm U-L-G-A-D. already on it. I'm already mustache. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, it's not showing up here. here. He'll so, never
3: think the same of me again if we, he sees this picture. Right? We
2: did Movember like nine years ago, and Judd looked like a Bosnian warlord, and it was uncomfortable for I look, everybody. I
3: look like I just blown Judd. up three cars in the parking lot. <laughs>
1: Judd, there is some kind of like, yeah, Bosnian like arms like lord going on here. Like you, like back channeling a lot of property in different parts of European countries. (laughs) I like the look.
2: I like it. Well, actually, yes, exactly right. One time when we were doing No Shave November, so Judd and I used to do these morning local morning TV appearances, and like toward the end of November during No Shave November, we look like homeless terrorists or some combination. (laughs) I got, an, I got an email from one of the producers one time said, we like, if you guys are going to look like that again, we, we cannot let you on TV. So please don't ever show up like that ever again.
1: <laughs> see, Phil, you and I, see, I'm looking at your picture now, Phil, too.
2: I love it because now I
1: feel like we're in studio together. So, you know, I, I feel like, first off, the beard. I don't know. Do you still know the beard right now or are you beardless?
2: That's so beard season. No, it's, it's beard season right now. Beard season. Like
1: the beard, strong, chin structure, really good, like it. Um, but I feel like we have the same, we choose to go bald, but they're, they're like, you know, like uh, our, our, our hairline, it's just, it's slightly going back and back and back. And so there is that, that <laughs> gracious coming to Jesus conversation that you and I have constantly where it's like, let's just do the right thing and then change up the verbiage and how we tell people we're choosing to do the right thing. Does exactly. that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does. When's the last time did you, have you ever had even like you're off camera for a couple of weeks or something? You ever let. Just a mini fro happen, or has it been like twenty years?
1: No, I, I refuse to see myself. It just it, <laughs> it, it will send me nightmares. And I, I I'm going to be very transparent with you guys. I have thought about the hair plug process before, but like I'm just like uh, you know I'm 39. Do I really want to spend the money on the look? Is it that much? You know, within our community too, there's like this. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like the the shoe polish kind of thing. I oh yeah, you Le- LeBron did that. Bit.
2: LeBron did that for a movie one time, didn't he?
1: yeah yeah i am not sure I sweat too much. there's too much of a tendency to rub the Uh-oh. forehead, which would then smear the hairline <laughs> which for me I, I i don't want to be seen because I would just i would look atrocious bald looks good hurting. though jay like yeah, it's fine I think, think bald is beautiful, Phil you know what i mean like i I think that's fine, you know, Judd, I know you're going to rock out yours, but you have a, you have a good set you're good, you're good for a while, I, man that I, looks strong
3: Jay I'd be bad bald like it would look really <laughs> weird like like Phil and you look fine or good if i decided to shave my hair i think it would be really really frightening
1: now i get i so do you do you go to do you go to the barber do you like is do you have a routine do you go through with a haircut like Mm
2: -hmm. it's like
1: yeah okay see that's i i don't know about you like I, i i don't have that anymore like for me it's just like something about going to the barber shop sitting in the chair I don't know, maybe having a cigar, maybe having a drink depending <laughs> upon what salad barbershop you go to, kicking it with the guys. I, I don't have that anymore. It's just a quick zip-zip over the top, and I'm on, I'm on my way. Me
2: too. It's great. I shave my own head. I make it. It's it's a Sunday night thing for me. It's always <laughs> therapeutic. I light a couple candles, pumpkin spice now. And you can, what, by the way, yeah. like, what's up with you and I'm candles, Mackey? Wait, I like wait, candles. Wait, I'm
1: sorry. Go back. You, you light pumpkin spice candles before you cut your hair? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Rip them. Yeah. It, Sounds like you're doing a little bit more than just cutting. The <laughs> yeah. I'm just throw gonna on, throw that out. There. Throw I'm not gonna specify.
2: I throw on it, the Spanish get gu- the Spanish guitar channel on Spotify oh. and dim the lights a little oh bit. This is more than we all that's wanted, Jay. Much, that's yeah.
1: too much, man. Yeah, yeah but,
3: you, I, by the I, I way, you
2: can sit. You can you can hold out on the hair plugs and hair restoration until one of the sales reps at ESPN Radio comes knocking and says, "Hey, uh, Jay uh, Bosley <laughs> wants to spend some money here and float you." And, and the next day, it's going to be Jay Williams here for Bosley Hair Restoration. How did I get the, uh, the? How did I get the? How did I get the Doctor Jay FRO overnight? Bosley.com <laughs> slash Jay.
1: Guys, I, I got to, you know, I, I'm new to the radio game. As You know, I told you guys before. And what's happening now? It's like, oh, yeah, all these potential sponsors. And, and now I find myself where it's like, hmm, do I, do I want the paycheck? Do I want to find some way to say that this is part of my life? Even though I know it isn't, but I'm willing to make the sacrifice. It, so the, that day may come.
4: Naki, that well,
3: day may come. I'm not going to lie. Well, you. the Dr. J look would be extraordinary. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing I've ever seen. The Doing 70s was great, man.
1: Judd, the front of the fro would come from the middle of the head. That would be – would, you would see too much forehead, middle of the head, throw up. It would just – I, I, I don't want
2: to look like Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to
1: I love him. He wears it like he's so proud, but I'm not him. I don't have that confidence.
2: Yeah, he's got this, this straight line over the top. It's going to look even better in like oh, 10 man. years for Stephen A. Um before we before we say goodbye, we at least want your take on – so two things, two things. Number one, we just watched – so we're, we're dissecting this Vikings-Seahawks Sunday night game, and Kirk Cousins uh, was good in the first half through a bad interception.
1: Can, can I can – I, before you even say that, mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, last time I called, we talked about, you know, you know Coach Zimmer and, you know, um, off the field. How he's living his life. We were kind of dissecting. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, okay, that's an interesting move there. Interesting." The strategy. girlfriend, he yeah. What I'm talking about, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll, I I'll, for him. I'll allow you guys to say it. I won't say it. Um, can, can I? Should, why? Why just not kick the field goal?
2: So why, why that, go for it? That's been going, the t- yeah. It? That's been the discussion. I so we we both agree here that if you have a chance to just you've already run for 200 yards in the game, you've racked up 450 yards of offense, you have moved the ball on them for three hours. Just get one more yard, and the game's over. And the other side of the argument, and so that's where we stand. The other side of the argument is yeah, but like if you kick a field goal, then Russell Wilson cannot mathematically exactly. beat you in regulation. So um, I hear it, but like they gained 450 yards and they just needed one inch and they failed. And so,
1: Mackie, I, I got to tell you guys, I watch Minnesota games now because of my relationship with you guys, and I feel like I threw my sock at the TV. In anger. And I, I get what you're saying, but, math. and this is where I'm not a big analytical guy, but analytics, when you look like mathematically, you could take a team out of the equation. Like, Dermaine I Garcia you moving the ball on the ground. Like, just take them out of the equation. Don't give Russell Wilson, a guy who's at the leading top charts of MVP, an opportunity to actually do what he does best. That's what he does best.
3: But, Jay, that... that- Seattle defense was so bad that, that the fact that that you can't get an inch against them is the most embarrassing thing. Like, you could have ended that night. Russell would have never seen the field again, and you couldn't get an inch against a team that Mackie, Declan Goff, Judd, or Jay could have gotten an inch against. That's how bad I think they were defensively. So that's the embarrassing thing to me is just get the damn inch and go home.
1: Can I tell you guys, from somebody who lost, you know, in college, I was ninety-five and thirteen in my three years. I only lost thirteen games. I lost thirteen games in my first three and a half weeks of the NBA with the Chicago Bulls, and you know, we lost a lot of games that year. These conversations are very similar to the conversations that we had a lot that year. These are conversations of teams that just find ways, bad teams that just find ways to lose games. Yes. Like, and and that's the part that's frustrating that we're even having this conversation, regardless of what of the, side of the ball you're on about, whether, yeah, we should went for it, like, or, mm-hmm. hey, it's Kirk Cousins' like These are conversations bad teams have consistently. And I feel like every time I'm on the show, we're having these type of conversations. Yes. It really leaves me in a state of perpetual misery.
3: Welcome to wow. Minnesota Sports, Boy, Jay Williams. Welcome to Minnesota Sports. It.
2: You're getting a PhD. You
3: guys- have you seen the Wolves? You want misery? <laughs> Watch the NBA team here. I'll give you misery.
1: I feel like I may have to try to come out to be like to be some kind of GM with you guys out there. Maybe with the a- <laughs> With the Timberwolves, maybe I, maybe that's that's destined for me with our relationship. Maybe it just needs to get there.
2: Well, it would be. Uh, I think I think their front office is is we. we I, it's going to be fun to speculate because now NBA offseason starts, and obviously the Timberwolves are one of the central figures. Um, so there's going to be a million things to speculate on. Hey, uh, before we say goodbye, the NBA finals. We talked about this yesterday. The NBA, I think, nailed it with their bubble concept. And for guys like us, I mean, everyone here on these microphones, like our livelihood depends on interesting live sports content. And so I think the NBA deciding, let's do that. Let's be the first sport to say we're going to do this. They pulled it off, and um, and I don't know what would have happened if, if if teams would have had to travel and there was fans in arenas you mentioned. Maybe the Heat don't get that far, but your general thoughts on, on the NBA going through with an unprecedented bubble and then how it finished with LeBron winning his fourth championship, Jay.
1: Man, uh, you know, more importantly than... All that with LeBron is the fact that not one COVID case. Like that's, um, yeah. that's so impressive as we watch everything that happens throughout MLB, all the things that are currently happening with the NFL. Uh, granted, they were in the bubble. Um, but still I, I have to commend Adam Silver a ton. And a lot of times I know that, you know, numbers went down 70% and a lot of people are, are turned off from a lot of the, uh, you know, aesthetics of Black Lives Matter and things of that sort. But at the end of the day, for Adam Silver to essentially, you know, give the employees of the NBA a chance to voice their concerns about what's happening in the world, I commend him for doing that. I really do. Um, I, I think for LeBron James, I am no longer engaging in these conversations where I'm going to say who I think the greatest of all time is. I, I think that does a disservice to LeBron. I think that's more of us in the media because we we love those topics to debate about. Um, for me, like I, I'm just tired of dissecting art, right? I know where I stand on LeBron. I've made that point mentioned before. I, I, we've never seen somebody like him, his size, his frame that can pass, that can play. And physically dominate a game the way he can, but it was really interesting to me because I, you know, I started finding myself. I got into my little bit of a quibble with LeBron James, and I think it was more so based upon, you know, how it articulated. I, I didn't really give it context when I went on Twitter. And I was like, well, so what? You know, LeBron was Pippen once, and what I meant—that was like the highest compliment, even though it didn't translate for Twitter. Because I, what I meant to say is, you know, when he left Cleveland to go to. Miami, like that was, you watch LeBron evolve. He was never Pippen as it relates to how he played or, you know, being second. Uh, he was always first, but he learned a lot in that first year being with Miami, being with D Wade, who was an alpha and LeBron was an alpha too, and, you know, being under Pat Riley. And, like, you know, he exchanged with me and then I kind of went back and was like, oh, LeBron, it's not what I meant. But I just wonder when LeBron at the end of it all says, you know, I want my damn respect too. I just feel like that's something that, in the world that we live in with social media, if you're constant, if you're on your phone, if you look at that, you're never going to feel like you ultimately get your respect, right? Because somebody's always making a talking point or somebody's always comparing, whereas MJ didn't really – he didn't have social media to go to. Like you had to actively go to a newspaper or somebody had to bring a beat writer's thought about you from Minnesota or from wherever they are in the country, right? It wasn't the same to that same extent, even though I'm sure it was it was bad back then too. So I just – Seeing him on the court, seeing him get his fourth championship on his third different team, regardless, I I think the bubble was harder than what people actually give it credit to. Going away from your family, dealing with the social injustice in the country, talking about it, handling the death of Kobe Bryant. I just pay him the ultimate respect, and I just want to sit back and say, I appreciate getting a chance to see this man play in person and getting a chance to experience his greatness up front.
2: And so, just to clarify, you think he's Scottie Pippen, and he's not—he's uh, not—he's not a Batman. Just to sum up, no. I'm just, See, just kidding. Just Jerry West is the greatest player of all time, James. <laughs> Jerry West. There's no argument. I'm telling you right now. <laughs>
1: so you're supposed to help me on these kinds just a, of just a, just a snap. I just, just love the,
3: I love. I love the back and forth. It's like generationally, why can't we just appreciate the greatest players of the time? It w- we yeah. can't do it.
2: It was. It did kind of feel though, like when he when he was going through, you know. Um, yeah, he's going through all the different. Like Anthony Davis wants his respect, and Jeannie Buss wants her respect, and then he. It's almost like he looked through the camera and he was like, "And uh, Jay Williams, Skip Bayless, my- Colin Cowherd, all you talking uh, don't, heads, uh, <laughs> don't include our guy Jay Williams with Skip Bayless.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Don't Mr. do that. Steve, Steve, I got your this back is here. The problem. I got
4: your this back.
1: Is the I can't. I. I've called this man. That it's like all of a sudden this echo chamber that we live in. I've said thirty million incredible things about LeBron James. And then you give one comment, and it's like it just explodes in an yeah. echo chamber.
2: Twitter's a and tough then, place, Jay. It is. Twitter's, um, Twitter's, Twitter's a
3: tough case. place because it's got to be succinct, and sometimes it comes out not necessarily how, you're, how you think it's going to come out. Yeah, yeah
1: I know. Okay, let me ask you guys this question before I go. So, granted, they won. They won easily. Were you all about LeBron making the right play, or would you rather have LeBron taking mm. that shot in mm. Game 5?
2: I'm all about him making the right play, so I, I'm all answer because I'm more obsessed with basketball. Judd's more obsessed with hockey in in in, in these parts. Um, the way my, my comparison was, well, two things. It's kind of funny to me how when like LeBron James teammates tend to spaz out in big moments. J.R. Smith last year, Markeith Morris throwing the ball out of bounds. Like, dude, you have six seconds left. Take a deep breath. Like, survey. <laughs> LeBron's wide open. And and Danny Green has not shot the ball well lately, and you get this like the most wide open look you're ever going to get, and he almost airballs it. And all I can think about is Michael Jordan in those same spots. Whether it's luck or it's or just better teammates, he swings the ball around, boom! John Paxson wins the finals. He swings it over to Steve Kerr. Boom, Steve Kerr knocks it down and, and maybe even like springboards a broadcasting career out of it and a coaching career in part because he <laughs> makes that shot. LeBron makes the right play and Danny Green literally almost airballs it. And that's the difference. So it was the right well, play.
1: So, so My quick thing on that, you ready? I went back and I watched tape that game. I can give you six or seven possessions where LeBron didn't make the right play. He just bulldozed his way to the basket yeah. and he scored. Right. And watching the game with friends, you're like, that's what I'm talking about, LeBron. That's what I'm talking about. Be aggressive, be that guy. And then in the, the game, he makes the right play. They're like, oh, okay, I'm okay with it. He made the right, I'm like, but he hasn't, he didn't make the right play multiple times throughout the course of the game. So yeah. I-, I guess, is that argument just applicable for when you want it to be convenient to fit the narrative that you want to fit? Right. Like, cause my thing is, look, and they want it, and I'm never going to question. I've never been in the NBA game five before. I, I own all that stuff. It's just—it's funny sometimes watching him. Like when he drives, though, it's like if he drove with intent to score, who the hell is stopping him? Yeah. Like you saw that in Game Six, who who's stopping him? I mean, he 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 barreled and elbowed Jay Crowder in the face. Like you're not stopping that freight train. So That's I, I fair think it's point. interesting to watch the evolution of his mindset as he continues to recognize what he can do in those great moments too.
2: Yeah. Great stuff. Those are fair points, but you have dishes to wash and garbage to take out on your list yeah, today. You so. didn't answer my yeah, question. I, I hate the hair. list.
3: I hate the list, Jay. <laughs> you know what? It's your day off. It's not the day for the
1: list. Okay. Well, a, well my haircut is number one on my list today. All right. I have to cut it. I'm, I'm going to try it with the pumpkin spice. No. Uh, no no okay, candles, Jay. Awkward, but
2: yeah. Yeah, a little okay. flamenco guitar Spotify channel. Oh, that day, it's a game day, day, wow. changer. Uh,
1: Whoa.
2: This, so, sorry, Jay. This Jay Williams appearance on Mackie and Judd brought to you by Green Magic Hair Growth Cream. Find it on Amazon. You guys both know if you don't have <laughs> hair. Brought to you by being bald.
3: Bald by choice. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, guys. I'll see you guys next week.
3: See right, right, you, man. That's, that's
2: Jay Williams, our friend from ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. You can find it 5 to 9 a.m. on Score North Radio, AM 1500. Um, that was awesome. He's, he's oh, he's fantastic. fantastic. Like he just he watches. Vikings well, he's bored games too. Now. He's we off. talked
1: about bald heads for ten minutes. It was
3: because awesome. he's trying to avoid the list. Yes, he didn't want to rip his wife, which I appreciate, but he's trying to avoid the list at any cost, and I I know why.
2: What is your least favorite thing on the list?
3: Um, probably clean the gutters. Probably the
2: gutters. Dude,
3: that's, that's that's probably that's, my that's least the value favorite. Of a, of a condo oh yeah, I never should have bought a house. I never, the one of the dumbest things I ever did was buying a house. Just really stupid. Mm.
2: I, I don't belong in a house. I can't keep it up. My my least favorite thing on the list, and it bit us now because now we have a clog between our dishwasher and the sink. Sometimes we let the sink pile up too much. Don does that. I can't stuck. stand that. Ugh.
3: I am very, I am, I have some weird things. And one is. I cannot take dishes in the sink. It, they oh. drive me crazy. Why don't you
2: come live at our place? Just take care of it every
3: day. They drive me nuts. Hand washing dish. I run my dishwasher three times a week, and I live alone. I hate hand you washing. You guys dishes. both come live over here. Oh, you I see, I like doing it. I don't mind. Dishes, I don't dude. mind that. But like Dawn allows the the uh, dishes to accumulate in the sink, oh. and it drives me crazy. And it's like there's food on them. It's disgusting. Get rid of them. There's nothing like a clean sink. <laughs> it's like a well manicured baseball field.
2: What a pleasant surprise, Randy in Cottage Grove. Are you are, are, are you a dishwasher guy or do you ordinarily wash dishes by hand, Randy?
0: I uh, prefer to since I uh, I'm living on my own now, I prefer to do uh, the, the sort of the, like the red uh, keg cups, keg cups, solo cups.
2: It's actually a great call.
0: And uh, it's not the paper yeah, paper plates.
4: Fairly really environmentally paper, conscious, but you know, it's paper
0: fun. plates and the paper towels, you just throw it all away, it's easiest. Yeah, that's a great call.
3: You know what? You're a very smart man, Randy. A very smart man.
0: I well, I heard the news about uh first of all, I heard the news about uh, Delvin and uh, that's uh, this is a mistake. Uh it, it could be avoided very easily. Yeah,
2: Delvin, uh, Delvin by the way is going to be out for the Falcons game according to Chad Graff. So, that's a fa- we kind of knew that already.
0: But, so, uh-huh. Del- so Delvin, if you're listening because I'm going to I'm going to give you advice that I know Sugarman isn't giving anybody because he's he's a coward. Yag, wow. YAG is the solution. Uh, you you can do two things with it. You, uh, I've done a lot, done my groin a lot of times. The number one thing, of course, yeah. is you can shoot it, uh, and it just loosens up all your muscles. But then you can, it also has an effervescence, and you can rub it on the groin uh, and just get it in the tissue. And it works a lot like pengy or icy hot. Mm. Uh,
2: so just do it. And rumplements works too. If do doctors recommend you rub... YAG on your pulled groin muscles? Sounds like a cloud a plan. Medically sanctioned? Homeopath.
0: Thing? Homeopath, might. Hmm?
2: Uh,
0: it, it's it's a natural cure. You know, you uh, the, the, you're not going to hear this from uh from a lot of you know big big HMOs, but uh this is uh, it it works, Delvin. so you, you know just give it a try. You might find yourself out there after all. Uh Of course, uh I Call like the
3: Vikings, to- Randy. Say that again? Call the team. Tell them. Tell them that this is the solution. Rub it on his I'm groin. I'm them right now. Well, you might need to call them. Shoot it and
0: rub it and work it into the groin, and it, it works. I did, I've done it many times. And a, lot of, a lot of guys on am like, you think you like football? Brad Childress doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. I did watch him. I was standing right behind him when he was warming up and saw him kind of reach for his groin and, you know, hold it and whatever you do with the groin,
1: rub it. That's what I think I witnessed.
4: Um, It twinged a little bit on him.
0: Yeah, Brad would know. He 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 would know. Uh, he's probably seen a lot of people do their groin over the years. So just 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 give it a try, down What do you have to lose? You I, know, I, I, I guess are. I can't
2: disagree at this point. The All guy right. can't, guy can't stay on the field. Might as well try some yag on the groin. Huh? Yeah,
0: yag yeah, or or rumple mint. If you can't find, but it has to be cold. Both of them have to be cold yeah. to, to work correct. But that that's a, that, okay. That's one thing. Number two, I'm going to do the stable here and. uh Really, just kind of break it down. If you could do
2: the music.
3: Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, sorry.
2: Absolutely. Come on, Declan. I, I forgot it's
0: his
3: show. He's
2: Mac producing a God. segment. This is as, uh, a Randy. Week. Randy, how'd
0: it go? Here we are now. This is uh, uh, Vikings and the Seahawks. A Sunday night football game. And this is a stud stable.
2: First oh. guy I'd like to look Wait, at. Wait, a, a, a stud, stud stable? stud oh, stable? They lost the game. They lost. Drew
0: Samia. Why
2: are, a stu- a of- why are we doing a why are we doing a stud had- stable, Randy? They you lost the game. i in the middle of the stable. I think he's going. Right, you- what? I Whatever. think it's. Yeah. I'm going
3: to leave it as. Done. Well,
0: I'll tell you why. Go-, go ahead and kill the music. You want to be a bozo about it?
3: Yeah. I- I'll call the music.
0: We're, doing-, we're-, 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 we're doing it to pump them up. Oh. We- you know it- it- the dud D- D- stable not working. It- 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 Everyone was too down on these guys, and I see a lot of people posting their PF. P- PFR or whatever the grade on Samia, uh, he passed the eye test. He's hustling. Did he really? Did he really pass the eye test? Drew, uh. Drew, you don't need people out there giving you grades. You know you got it in you. You are a talent. and you, 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 you are a stud. Maybe they need to hear that more. You guys ever thought about that? You ever mm-hmm. thought maybe they need to hear that they're studs from from some of the critics?
2: I mean, I. All right, it's worth a shot. They're they're one one and four. I think anything's worth a shot at this point. So, all right, keep going, Randy. Just keep going. All right, let's fire the music back up here. This is this is Randy and Cottage Groves, Stud Stable.
0: (laughs) Drew Samia, you're a big time talent. We took you in the middle of the draft because you've got what it takes. Go ahead and brush it off. You looked good. We should have won that game. You know it because you're a stud. Alexander Maxson, you came in that game late with Delvin tweaked his groin and he needs to try Yag. But then you took the ball and say, you really did it. You missed that little hole at the end there, but that's not on you. That's just kind of the things that happen in the game. And it's going to be okay because you're a stud. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins, everybody says you can't play in primetime. Saw you zinging it around pretty good Sunday night. Kirk, you're going to be all right. Get your head up. Get your ass up off the turf. There's a lot of football left, and this team is not going to miss the playoffs. That's a guarantee. Kirk, you're a stud. Whoa. All righty then. Hold you to that one. Shift over to the defense. A lot of guys had a really good night. I'd like to talk especially about Yannataka Gawkaway. He was really in the backfield a lot. And making a lot of things happen. Causing some chaos for Russell Wilson. Yanaka you away, you're stud. Holden Hill, I said last time you were stud, and, and these bozos didn't, didn't believe me. Well, I guess they believe me now. Holden, you're stud.
3: Hey, Randy, he didn't play on Sunday.
0: Camp Dancer, Camp Dancer is a guy who's got a whole lot of natural ability, and he's a risk taker. He's a, he's a maverick. He's willing to jump into someone's route and mix it up. And he was a little bit off on that last play.
2: Talk to me, Goose.
0: <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay because, Cam, deep down in your heart, you know you're a stud. Yeah.
3: More of a Viking Dan. than a maverick. Hmm.
0: Dan Bailey, just an icy veteran, didn't get his chance to do that field goal late to make it an eight-point lead. But that's okay because... You know, Dan, that Zim's got some big, a big set of stones. And, and, and you, you have a big set too. And, oh. and late, later in this year, you're going to have opportunities, Dan. So keep your head up because it's going to come. And sooner or later, Zim's going to look at you and say, We ain't going for it here. We're going to let you kick a big, big, big time field goal. And you're going to be ready because you're a stud. And finally, I like to look at a guy who a lot of people were down on earlier this year. But not anymore. Zim, you painted a Picasso. It was a gorgeous victory from start to finish, except the, the very final part. Yeah,
2: if you took out, if you took out that final part, definitely, is, they definitely won the game. This is inspirational. Almost. Yeah, definitely Excuse won the game. Me. Excuse me,
0: this is this not helping, Zim? Who, who's interrupting? Who is this?
2: That's
3: Declan. That was Jeff. Yeah, De- De- Declan. Okay. It's Jeff. I'm gonna
0: okay. Declan, yep. whatever he said. Well. I, I'm done with this. If you're, This is uh, this whole thing is to pump the guys up. That makes fun. Never, I,
3: I'm just doing mind. what you're asking. Oh, you interrupted him again. Oh, there goes. You see all the fate <laughs> of the call <laughs> he just, he just when you interrupted him again. He hung up there. He got flustered. He got mad. I think he was. I don't think he watched the game.
2: You said he was. Uh, when I picked up the
3: phone to get him on, he said he was still hung over. I don't think he watched the game. The game he, was,
2: I think the game was on. No, but the light—maybe the lights were on. Here's and what nobody I think was home. Here's what I think happened:
3: Primetime game. I think he pre-gamed himself right into a coma and didn't watch the game.
2: It happens. It,
3: it been. There. I mean, he just, just, just had the Colts, You man. know, the stud stable was already sort of weird, but then he praised Holton Hill. Which would have been weird regardless, but Holton Hill didn't play. I think he missed
2: the game. Well, is it possible that because Holton Hill didn't play, the Vikings were able to hold the Seahawks scoreless in the first half and make it a game? So, addition by extraction from the lineup.
3: That would have been a good thing for uh, Randy from Cottage Grove to point out. Yeah,
2: so, Well, that was, uh, that was, was Randy and Cottage stable. Grove's, not dud stable after a loss, but the pump-em-up stud stable. You like that? You like that?
3: That darn sugar man, Woo!
2: Patrick Royce. We wrap with Royce every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find Royce Unchained in podcast form on Apple, Spotify, and the news ScoreNorth uh, What'd you think of our Vikings effort on Sunday night, Pat? They al- almost I, pulled it off.
4: I was amazed. They were uh, really good. I thought, and uh, what they did to Russell in the first half was amazing. And even in the second half, they uh, couldn't. You know, I mean, here, look at. What this team was the first two weeks, they had the ball what eighteen minutes each the first two weeks 18, 19 minutes they two lowest times of possession in history, yeah. and uh, three weeks later they go to Seattle and turn that completely around. They did absolutely everything they wanted to do in that uh, you know to to Russell by not letting him have the ball, and when he had the ball they put a brush on him where they kind of kept him in the pocket where he couldn't uh, get out and run and uh, he didn't even made very few plays on the run like he usually does and yet uh they gave him that little glimmer at the end and uh, he won the game for him that's why right, he is the mvp of the 2020 nfl season Ooh. uh certainly at this point and the favorite i would think to uh win it would not you you're calling yeah
2: right now i think you're right it's him and rogers right now yeah
4: yeah yeah rogers have been great but uh with this guy, I think Rogers got a better team around him than this yes. guy, don't
3: you? That Seattle defense is awful. Well
2: they got Snacks Harrison was watching from a from he's a He's on the practice boost, squad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh their offensive
4: line's nothing to write home yeah. about either. You know, he's basically uh doing it by himself to be five and zero. Oh, uh and remember when they came in here and you know, that guy missed the field goal, Blair Walsh, and then we all wrote then little first graders sent him cards telling him how much we loved them and all that good stuff. Yeah. You remember that, right? Yeah. You remember what a defensive team that was? They they didn't want they didn't let him do anything, basically. They they never turned that team over to him. They just played defense back then. And uh boy he's uh he's astounding. He certainly does not play like your typical Wisconsin quarterback, that's
2: for sure. He was there. You're saying J- that Joel Stave what? and Russell you know Wilson are... Or... Because he spent
3: <laughs> what, what, one year there, right? He one spent that one there. year. That's why he's not the typical Badger.
4: Yes, well, they wouldn't have been, a, they wouldn't have been able to put up with him if he'd stayed three years. I mean, if he would have had three years of eligibility, because then they couldn't have ran the ball 60 times a game, right? So,
3: anyway. Hey, Royce, he what yes. what is our need to... to To your point about the Blair Walsh Miss, what is our need in this town to pump up people who screw up? Like, why are first graders, my guess is in Boston, a bunch of first grade kids would basically tell the guy, get out of our bleeping town, you suck. Why do we need to reassure people who screw up that they're still good?
4: I have contended that this was not certainly big picture, this wasn't a worse miss than uh, than Gary Anderson's but I have contended this was the worst miss in Vikings history just because this team this defense had gone out there in minus 25 degree weather and basically allowed a, a team that had run over them a couple of weeks earlier to do nothing and now they've Teddy Bridgewater made one play all day, and now they were going to win the game, and uh, he missed that field goal. It was yeah. <laughs> and twenty-eight yards. Everybody says twenty-eight yards, and it was, and he missed it from the get-go. That was, you know, Gary Anderson's kind of drifted from thirty-eight, and then just missed by what, yeah, you know, six inches or something. This one he kicked straight ahead and missed the damn thing. But I don't know what that was about. Uh, and then, he, you know, he we should have disliked him just because of the goofy suits he wore, too. Don't you think? I mean, these little tight little suits. He too did. skinny.
2: He was way too skinny yeah. from the get-go. He, he showed yeah, a lot of ankle. Had... Him and Kai Forbat he used to show a lot of ankle on their way to the team he, he didn't look, look, uh, for, uh He
4: didn't look like an uh, NFL football player. By the way, I saw our old pal Danielle Carlson for uh, uh, the Vegas Raiders on Sunday. He made a couple of—he missed an extra point. I saw him missed an extra point. So uh, I hope Zim was watching so he could not yeah. be still be kicking himself for letting that guy go.
2: I think my favorite, non-favorite part about the Vikings losing that game to the Seahawks was, if you guys remember— that was right. Vikings Vent Line was, you know, a couple, two, three years under its belt and we were rocking yeah. and rolling. And that particular Sunday, we had a broadcast window conflict with Marlene Stallings Gopher women's basketball team <laughs> that prevented Vikings Ventline from taking the air. And uh, I don't know who the part time no. producer was back at the station, if it was our friend Jonathan Harrison, but somebody had to sit there for two hours and field phone calls. Off air from angry fans wondering, hey, how did he miss the kick? And where the hell are you guys?
4: <laughs> yeah. That might have been where the momentum turned. Well, who knows? <laughs> that might have marked that down. You know, go for football. Uh I have a I have a moment uh where it went from uh, you know, our biggest thing in town to uh understudies to the Vikings. Nineteen 19- now, 68 it started. But 1969, Murray went down to uh, Arizona State, which was in the WAC then. It wasn't even in the Pac-10 then. And uh, Frank Cush was coaching down there. And Murray went down there with the great Jim Carter as his fullback and that wonderful power game. And they went down there. And these guys started throwing 50-yard passes and <laughs> Jumping up in the, you know, Calvin Devery jumping up in the air and making one hand that catches it, running away from our stout, competitive little white boys. From You know, our Swedes were just sitting there watching what the hell is going on here. And uh, that was it. That was right then. That you found out that Powerball was done and speed was the answer. And uh, that, that's what it changed. That was so, it whatever, for Gopher
3: Football? Whatever that date is.
4: And for us, it might have been Vent Lines getting canceled for the affable Marlene Stollins' pregame show, probably.
3: <laughs> what a great coach.
4: Hey, Patrick, yeah. Patrick, what do you
3: think, if there's uh, – in watching playoff baseball, if there's a couple things that you see from the Rays, what do you think the Twins can learn? Like, what are the Rays? What do the Rays do that's just so damn smart? Because this is
4: incredible. Uh, Somehow, even when their pitchers want to, they can't give up runs. How about anybody who thinks, uh, like Josh Donaldson, who thinks that the shift Hurts in the long run. Did you watch the ninth inning with our guy Nick Anderson? Oh, yeah, yeah, he melted down. He, he loads the bases. Springer hits a rocket. Yep. At second base, right? One hopper. Oh, basically, what a foot to the left of second base. Yes. And the shortstop standing there and runs over. It's a double play. And you're going to win the game. Uh, I mean, Anderson walked too straight that he wasn't sharp at all. He didn't have a break and fall at all. And rocket, two outs. See ya. And then they, uh, you know, they, they end up beating him. But I don't know. I Because I, they're not bringing in relief pitchers that dazzle you, you know. I mean, they're not, like, it's not like having Britton and Chap- Chapman and uh, a couple other guys that the Yankees had. A- that out of you know. a couple of years ago, the Yankees had this bullpen of all-stars. And uh, and these guys, you know, they're kick around 30-year. Aaron Loop, for God's sake. You, you have the guts to bring him in two games in a row. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I watch them and say, they're not as good you know, they don't have as good a lineup as the Twins do. But uh I, I don't know. I don't get it. They strike you know, they struck out more than the Twins this year.
2: Yeah, they've struck out a lot. They have one of the highest they, strikeout I rates. Think,
4: I think they led the league. I think they yeah. I think they said I the other night on that game, I forgot to look it up Sunday night, that the Rays had more strikeouts than any team in the league.
2: And they're just so. they're great at everything else. They play
4: Oh, God. Well, they here, field. Part of it is part of it is the plays they've made in this it, they are ahead two games to nothing because of the plays they made. How about that chubby Korean at
2: first base? He's a good he's player. Like, he's a good he's player. Like Keith,
4: he's like Keith Hernandez. He's a fat Keith Hernandez. You know, you know,
3: you know what he does though, Patrick? He's fat, <laughs> so he split. never he can stretch and he never gets hurt. It's like Herbeck. Fat people have <laughs> easier time stretching and not hurting muscles.
4: He's he's gotten a little too much pub though for his uh split leg stretch, you know, because he did that on the play last yesterday when he didn't have to, and that ended up uh, giving him a base runner right off the bat. Uh, You you know, the second base runner was, uh, you know, he let the ball pop out of his glove on that stretch, and I don't think that stretch was necessary. I think he had time to get it, but anyway, he's fun, though. He's entertaining, but I don't know. It's just a collection of Guys, you know the their best player, uh, Aza Zarina or whatever it is. He wasn't called up till August thirty first yeah. I don't think. So it's uh it's an amazing operation. I really like Cash. I mean he's he's a little, got a little edge to him when you try to interview him, but uh he's uh, I like yeah, I mean he's he's into the innovation one hundred percent and I think he'll chew somebody out more publicly than Rocco will, and you know he'll threaten the Yankees to throw at their heads with 98 mile hour fastballs. You got an edge to him.
2: It's sort this of like you, you guys remember what was that that random EPL team that won the Premier League like three years ago? Leicester, <laughs> Leicester Le- 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 City, Le- right? Le- 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 City. So Leicester yeah. Le- City, you know, it's like oh my god, dude, they they beat the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know the the Man Cities and the Man U's, and the, and it was this miracle season, and then they kind of dropped back to where they are. The Rays yeah. are Leicester City without having won the World Series yet, but almost every year for the last 12 years with no payroll.
4: Phil, I did a little something on Sunday on this. They, last year, you know, they've had a nice little, what now, they they had a, they had a four or five-year run with Madden, and then they had a couple, three bad, then they had four bad years in a row, not real bad. Well, a couple of them were close to 500, but one of them was terrible. And now they're back for like four years now. They've been back again. And last year they won ninety-two or three games and drew one point one seven million. God, unbelievable!
2: No <laughs> one cares.
4: Will Nobody will go to their cage.
2: No <laughs> one know? cares. The ballpark is yeah. awful.
4: I know, but God Almighty! But you can stumble in the You know, you gotta. You know, every time. In in baseball now, the attendance you're getting is like eighty percent of what's actually there, right? So they didn't they didn't have a million people there yeah. last year.
2: God. Yeah, I, I, it's it's amazing. I've been there one time as a fan, and yeah, everyone just has their own section to themselves, even in the lower <laughs> deck. You just well,
4: last year, uh, two years ago, I was up there, and they put the tarp up on the upper deck so they don't have to service the upper deck anymore. <laughs> but it's a tarp like. I got on my swimming pool here, about 25 (laughs) years old. This is a ratty old park and this thing. I went up to see their first workout of the year up there two years ago because that's when they were going to do the opener, you know. And I went up there, and this was in their stadium. This was like a late January workout. And they had a home show going on in like left field and center field with this you know these little barriers with uh with plastic on them. so they were having trying to have a workout where there was a home show in left field and uh, this home show was uh was not the high level it was not the Minneapolis boat show I want to tell you it was like a bunch of guys trying to sell knives or something it was, unbelievable. <laughs> it was like it was just unbelievable and it, just fit perfectly in that crap stadium with this, you know, and somehow them in Oakland, them and Oakland both. But they ended up with the first and they ended up with the first and second records in a league. In
2: um, I, th- Was yeah. Oakland second? I, I think that's right. I think so. Yep. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And Oakland, you know, you're lucky if the toilet doesn't explode when you go to the bathroom. Out there. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's not because wrong.
4: That, the two dumpiest stadiums. And the two teams that have had to get rid of more good players so they wouldn't have to pay them of anybody. And they you know, I don't know how they do it. It's,
2: yeah. it's incredible. It's and, great for baseball. And now Clayton, Clayton Kershaw was just scratched from his start in the NLCS today with a bad oh. back. And so if, if that's going to linger, then that opens the doors for the Rays to win the World Series. Yeah. Think yeah. about oh, that.
4: Well, the Braves are good. Braves could beat the Dodgers.
2: The Braves are good. Yeah, they're good. So, All right, Pat. Yeah. We'll catch you I think again. We should
4: be kinder, kinder to the Vikings for their performance on Sunday. Look at
3: that! Listen to that
4: voice oh, of reason. Well, I mean, God Almighty, <laughs> the best player in the world makes a play against you, and we're all fires him. Okay, fires him because this idiot Madison missed the hole by four feet. Okay, <laughs> That's you know, uh, the, the first baseman from. Tampa could have made it through that hole.
3: He would have stretched. He would have slithered because he can
4: stretch out. We're mad at Zim. Zim Zim took Russell Wilson and wrapped him up in ropes in the first half and we're mad at him because uh, he he got beat. Boy, people are stupid. All right. See you, Pat. I love love the fans, even though they're dumber than (laughs) Rocks. All right.
2: Patrick Rice, we'll talk again tomorrow. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, He's the best. All right. That's a wrap on this episode of (laughs) Mackie and Judd. (laughs) Write that down predictions and an accountability session tomorrow. See you guys. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone.